0: Welcome to the Trying to Can podcast.
1: We are Olga and Angela. And in this podcast, we casually discuss our journey to be more conscious in everyday life. The small steps we take, the fuck ups we make, the struggle of trying to can and much more. Hey, guys. Hello, hello. Another week, another Trying to Can episode. And this time we have one that you guys voted for. Um, We gave you a couple of options on Instagram at trying to can and majority of you voted for expats identity crisis. And here we are recording it as promised. It seems like most of you guys who are listening to our podcast are expats and it's a topic that you are personally trying to can, which is great because that's why we are here. I have to
0: say that we, we gave, of course, a list of topics, but for me, this one was probably also the most urgent because I'm going through it myself every single day since I moved uh, from my country. And sometimes I just wonder, why is it so hard to be an expert? And expert, <laughs> expert. Expert, expert. <laughs> and sometimes I just wonder, why is it so hard to be an expert? Why is it so hard to get into this new life, to get used to it, build your own little bubble and just enjoy it. And I honestly haven't found an answer for that. So I really hope that in the conversation today we can help each other (laughs) as well, help each other and like self-help, you know. So yeah, that's why I'm kind of excited to deep dive into this topic. Let's
1: do it. Let's do it. We are born in one country, into a family. And if we live long enough in it, we start, obviously, to gather memories, information. And, and we start identifying ourselves with that culture, right? Like we go to school, we make friends, and it just becomes us. We start to identify with the language we speak. And also, that's why it's called motherland, you know, mother tongue. You know, there's this power in these words Nonetheless, you know, maybe in your teenage years, maybe in your early 20s, maybe in your mid 20s or whenever, you might feel actually the need, the urge, the desire to move somewhere else. Either it being for better education opportunities or job opportunities, lifestyle, or maybe you're just following your love (laughs) and then you end up in this completely new countries, completely new culture thousands of miles from what you used to call home and from what you really identify yourself with so many years. And that's when this expats identity crisis begins, in my opinion, because you still hold on to that cultural or social identity from your home country, the thing that you have developed from your childhood until now, But then now you physically are in a different country that has a different cultural identity and a different belief system. And you kind of are caught in the middle where you still long for that identity you had. Whereas at the same time, it's very hard to maintain it in a new place while adapting to that new country you're living in. Yeah, this is the struggle I think that many of us who are living in a different country that we were born and and brought up. So I fully acknowledge the struggle. And as you said, this is definitely a trying to can that I also went through. And uh, yeah, let's debug it.
0: It gives me hope that I said that I'm going through it and you said that you went through it. So it kind of gives me some hope that there will be some (laughs) golden tips in here. (laughs) But you know... What you said is that the moment that you describe is the moment when this whole expert identity crisis starts. And of course, you can be an expert, well, in a way, willingly and unwillingly. Of course, sometimes people are just forced to move to another country and they don't have a choice. And I think that is when maybe it's even harder because then you didn't want to leave because you enjoyed your your home, your culture. You kind of didn't maybe necessarily had the urge to go to another place and explore something else. And there are, of course, people who are just, you know, who are looking for that better life, who in general are curious maybe to explore the world, live somewhere else. But then again, and that is maybe how it also happened with me. That is when my journey abroad have started. I think before leaving to my next destination, I had this ideal image in my head of how great it's gonna be and you know that it's gonna be a clean starting from a clean page and everything will be new you can be a new person you can bring so many new things into your life and start exploring and when you didn't have that experience yet you don't necessarily think about the difficulties of mm. it especially when you are younger because you know you in general have a more more open view on the world rather you than romanticize than a romanticize lot of romanticize things, yeah. a lot of things so i think that is already a difficult setting that you put yourself into because you create this pink world uh, for yourself and then of course when you go to a new place no matter how great it, it is
1: there will be the difficult parts. For sure. And let's get into our experience because I think it's always nice to like start with what we went through and then also discuss the other possible scenarios, right? So for me, um, I knew in my teenage years that I want to live abroad. So again, to your point, you know that sometimes you are forced, I don't know, by circumstances. Uh, For me, it was a very much voluntary decision it was a desire to explore something and live in a different country i was longing for something more and i didn't know what but at that point i just wanted a better education and i want to experience something else so i decided to apply for a university in romania now i'm originally from moldova romania and moldova they speak the same language Romanian language. So I made that transition from a country that culturally is very pr- close to the country I moved into, right? So it was not a huge cultural shock. I didn't have an identity crisis because I was speaking the same language. I It was very much close to the culture I was used to. So that was for me a smooth transition. And I think that's good because I think everyone has so many stories and it's very individual. But in my case, looking back, I think that kind of paid a smoother way out. Like, I still had that newness element. I still had to make new friends. I still had to, um, yeah, just like figure things out in in a new city, much bigger city that I used to live in. But at least there were elements that were really similar to what I was used to, so that helped. However, the things, you know, twisted the moment I came to the Netherlands. That was the bigger cultural shock and an adaptation required and just friction to what I was used to. For example, different language, you don't understand people. You need to make new friends. Here we go again it's a different educational system it gives you mindfuck just so many things are different how people communicate how straightforward they are right how the job market works like so 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 many things it's challenging i'm curious how was your journey here and what are the stages that you went through
0: Uh, I have to say that I'm originally from Russia but since I have a Greek-Armenian family I was exposed a lot to that culture as well so I spent a lot of time in Greece so for example that culture was familiar to me as well. So my journey started when I decided to do my master's abroad and I decided to do it in Italy. When I came to Italy for me maybe it was not as much of a culture shock because Of course, it's different from Greece, but it's still a more southern country. They still have, you know, more typical way of living. So for me, it's like in many cases a way of enjoying your life you know they're very dolce s- far niente. exactly they're like enjoying their li- of course of, i'm not saying i'm not romanticizing it i know that there are of course a lot of challenges as well in those countries but you know there is a lot of sun there is great food there like people like to spend time outside together so they we meet with a lot of people they're very loud so to that part i was kind of used to and as i mentioned before i kind of had maybe a bit romanticized idea in general of going abroad because that was, you know, more or less my first time when I was properly living by myself without my parents. So it was the desire to get the freedom. But at the same time, I was a bit scared. uh, As you also mentioned that, you know, I now needed to make new friends and, you know, to figure it all out because before I was also all protected by my family, they would make the decisions. But now it's, you know, me by myself. So in that sense, it was a bit challenging. And I think the first couple of weeks were a bit tricky because you need to figure out a lot of things and set up your life a little bit. And that's just annoying. So that is the hard part maybe. But then... I think I had just a a really long honeymoon phase with Italy because, you know, I was studying there. So it's much easier to make friends because you're kind of all in the same boat Mm -hmm. and you're all, I don't know, party, travel around, explore the food, explore the culture. So that makes it very easy because... You relate to those people since we're all in the same position of moving to a new country.
1: But I feel like when we are students and I went through the same, I don't actually feel like I'm an expert. I feel like I'm just on, on a, a party <laughs> oh, yeah, on a, yeah, party boat, holiday. Not holiday because you have to study a lot, but I'm just in a different like time space, whatever, different planet. Mm-hmm. And it didn't cross my mind oh I'm an expert what do I think about this culture I was just going with the flow did you have the same thing or
0: exactly I had the same thing and when you were talking about your experience that's exactly what I wanted to uh, to ask you do you feel that your expert curve it started when you went to Romania and then just continued when you came to the Netherlands or the curve actually started when you moved to the Netherlands because I feel for me that was the case. I feel like when I was in Italy, it felt like just a phase, but I not necessarily planned to leave there or plan to stay there. Same. So, yeah, yeah, it was the same. Yeah. So, I kind of I didn't even try to integrate or identify with anything because I was, ju- I, I knew that this is just uh, one step in the journey for like one, two years and then whatever comes next. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it was so easy to go through that period and then of course you know when I was finishing my uni there that was the moment when I maybe faced the real life a little bit more when you had to go I don't know through the whole document process thinking do I need to get a job here how much money will I get and kind of try to think already in the long-term perspective maybe that is when I started falling out of love with Italy (laughs) but it was temporarily now I love it again (laughs) for holiday only for holiday only but yeah, so then the actual expat curve started for me when I moved to the Netherlands. Again, I moved here initially as 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 a student, so it was an exchange semester here. So again, I wasn't planning to stay here, but I also never had a honeymoon phase with the, with the Netherlands, to be honest. So when I came here, it was horrible January day, rainy, gray, windy, and I'm like... What the fuck? Where am I? It was looking so gray and so depressing after colorful Italy because just a couple of days before I went to the seaside in Italy, eating gelato on the beach because it was nice and sunny. I'm like, uh, what the actual fuck?
1: <laughs> I can imagine like the difference is huge.
0: I think maybe if I would have moved from St. Petersburg directly here, maybe the difference wouldn't be as much mm. because St. Petersburg is also rainy and gray, but after Italy was like such a huge difference. And I wasn't really planning to stay here, so I never really tried to fully integrate here for the first half a year. It was more just going through uni. Of course, it was less fun because of the settings, because I was older, because I was in a different stage of my life as well. And then I feel like my curve from there was not really curvy in the Netherlands, to be honest. I feel like most of the time it was just this whole expert identity crisis stage with small ups when Mm. I would just enjoy Amsterdam so much in the summertime because there are a lot of things I appreciate here of course but it's just I never really managed to to feel that I'm at peace here so as I mentioned since then I feel like my curve was pretty straight and was more let's say on the down part Mm. of the journey rather than the up
1: okay let's talk about the curve because I think this is a good way to explain what an expat might go through right our experience of course it can be different but elements of it might be actually quite relatable to expats anywhere it doesn't have to be the netherlands right Mm. you can i don't know be an expert in chile or indonesia like i think you might go through these things so let's just name a couple of phases that we went through Mm -hmm. even though yours was a little bit more flat (laughs) mine was a little bit
0: more wavy (laughs) i I think my curve is not the best example to define (laughs) stages but as i said i'm going through it and you said you went through it so let's let's start with your
1: curve okay let me go and then you will have to tell me if you had the same or you went through the same because i think that's quite interesting so one of the first phases was actually the excitement phase Because everything is new, there is a lot of exploration and discovery. You are riding a new bicycle, you are strolling around the streets, discovering this new place, or interacting with with new people, and it's all like fresh you have that energy you post it on social media and you go to this new university or you go to this new job and it's just all new all exciting but then reality kicks in and immediately after i also fell into this lonely place because i was missing people i was missing my family I had my routine, but it was very much like I was doing things alone. I was going to university, coming back, binge-watching series. I would go to the gym, I think, regularly. That really helped me to be sane. But you have all these experiences, but then at one point it clicks in your head like you don't have whom to share it with. You can share it, of course, virtually, and you are calling your friends back from your home country or your parents but you still feel like oh i am here and i still haven't made friends i have acquaintances of course but then you miss that depth of close relationships did you go through that like lonely phase where you feel like "Mm, you know it's sunday it's saturday I want to go out, but I don't have whom to go out. Let me just go by myself, have a stroll, which is fine. But, you know, you also feel like. "Mm."
0: I think in general, and this is maybe what I'm thankful for to this country, is I discovered that I actually really like spending time by myself and I don't necessarily need always people around me. Which was not the case before, because before I always had this fear that I don't have anyone to connect to, I don't have friends, I don't have anyone to go out with. And here I just felt like it's normal because there would be so many uh, people just, you know, having a coffee by themselves or just when like sitting outside by themselves, walking around by themselves. And I feel like in Russia, I just never really did that because i never had the the need for 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 such for such a thing in italy i think it's also not that common because i feel like okay a morning coffee yes you can do by yourself but sometimes even in restaurants i heard a story from a friend it's like they were looking at her like she's not normal when Mm. she asked for a place for just one person so i feel like here i actually learned to be by myself and it was okay but in the beginning, of course, when it was still the transition phase, I did go through the, the, the thing that you mentioned. Um, so I I, I can relate. I just felt like the people around cannot understand me. And you know the thing is when I was in Italy, I was with two of my best friends. So that also makes it different because I always had that comfort of home with me when I was mm-hmm. there. And then actually in the Netherlands, that was the first time when I was fully alone without any people I knew from before. So again, I can totally relate to this stage.
1: Yeah, I also relate to what you said that, you know, you learn here to enjoy your time solo. I love it. But then there was that phase when I felt like it's not necessarily that I needed someone to go out and eat something, but it's more like a presence that was not there and I think indeed you learn the hard way to really enjoy the time with yourself and of course that's the silver lining of going through that then I also went through a phase where I felt a lot of uncertainty because I didn't know okay I'm finishing my studies do I stay here Can I get a job? Can I get a rent? Am I gonna settle down here? Or do I really want to go back? I feel like I haven't really fully experienced and lived here and got the most out of it. There was a lot of uncertainty that I had to go through. And that was definitely a phase in my, let's say, expat journey. Still there. Still in that phase. (laughs) If there is one thing you need to embrace this uncertainty in life (laughs) and of course uncertainty is one thing but I also had this phase of one foot in one foot out in the sense that if someone would say okay do you identify yourself with the Dutch culture or did you adapt and all these things I would say no but then if you asked me the same question about my home country I would also say no so that's where I think a lot of expats fall into and go through this because you detached yourself to a certain degree from your cultural and national identity. But at the same time, you also didn't quite connect it to the cultural the social or the national identity of the place where you're living so you're kind of in the middle you're kind of in a limbo which is fine because that's where in my opinion you can grow and form that new self-identity if you will or you might also say you know what screw identification I get inspiration from all the places I've lived in, and all the things that I experienced. Did you go through that? I think I have one foot in, one foot out,
0: one hand also somewhere else out, (laughs) another hand somewhere else out. (laughs) And your head in the clouds. (laughs) And my head in the clouds, for sure. Um, Yeah, I definitely see that, you know, that mentality of not being 100% in somewhere it just impacts you because you basically you don't want to invest fully your time your energy anything into developing your life here because you're just not certain if you're gonna stay or not and for me it was also the case because for the first three years I think in the Netherlands I was really in that stage so I was Like, maybe I should go back. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. And at that moment, I was in a relationship with a Dutch guy. You know, we were together for two years. And the more I was with him, the more I could feel that I just cannot relate to this culture. It's just too different from what I'm used to. And it was also like... And I'm not sure if I want to let go of what I'm used to because I just like it more and enjoy Mm. it more. So in that sense... Also having this constant comparison, it really doesn't help. So I think that is the number one thing that you should really put into your mind. That if you go somewhere, you have to try. And I'm not saying forget where you're coming from. But at least try to explore this new country to the maximum. And let go of any labels of, Mm. you know oh, this is how we did it, this is how they do it, and this is right, this is wrong, whatever. Yeah, just be open. This is bad, and... this is good. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you continue comparing all the time, it, it's just really hard to be in peace with where
1: you are. I fully agree. It creates this polarized view that that is what I was exposed to the most. This is good. This is right. And these new things, it's wrong and it's bad. And... As I said, this comparison, oh, but wait, in my home country, we have soups during lunch break. Why do you have sandwiches and toasties? Why do you only eat cold food? It just splits everything in how I used to do it and how you guys are doing it. And it's different and it's it's not right. It's not correct. And I think it's good to move away from that because at the end of the day, we can enrich our life and our experiences and we can learn from each other. So what was the next stage? The next stage is actually a FOMO stage where it's the fear of missing out. You have friends back in your home country. You have parents there, right? You have celebrations, you have holidays, The cultural element to it, that it's evolving, there are news, there are new uh, TV shows, whatever that is. And you just feel like, I'm missing that. And then you are in a conversation and your friend tells you about a festival that apparently became very big in your home country. And like foreigners are coming. I have no idea. I never heard about it. Do you then have uh, also a little bit of guilt? This is the thing. Personally, I don't. But I know people who do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because I'm sitting in front of you and I do. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about how you feel in these situations.
0: I think it's exactly what you mentioned. But for me, this fear of missing out also triggers this guilt. Guilt that I'm missing on the life of my family. Guilt that I sometimes feel a bit ignorant to what's happening in my country. But I also feel like I cannot be objective anymore since I'm not even living there. I'm not experiencing that. So, you just try to distance yourself again, just to feel that you know you're not one foot in, one foot out. So, I feel like it's a natural evolution, but there is this period where you just have this guilt that is not passing because you just feel like you left everybody behind as if you fo- forgot them or something like that. And then I think this guilt also doesn't help you to progress in the new place where you are living
1: yeah i can imagine i mean if you have that feeling then it's a heavy burden um when it comes to me i indeed there are a lot of things that i missed and i acknowledge that but i found a way to like bypass guilt (laughs) so that is having quality time when i am with my family or with my friends from there. So even if I don't see them that often, even though I miss celebrations, birthdays, events, like I have this tradition with my parents. For the past five, six years, I'm trying to have yearly holidays with them. Well, during the pandemic, it didn't really work out, but we managed to travel together to a couple of places so I'm trying to take them out of their comfort zone to experience something else and bring our worlds closer together if that makes sense and I noticed that it really helped them also understand my lifestyle understand how I live and also be exposed to different cultures and also of course it helps me not feel that guilt because I'm spending qualitative time together and making memories together with my family yeah i think that's actually a very good one because i often feel that
0: i'm not saying with my parents but you know with more maybe distant relatives or with my grandparents they would always have this image of course you're enjoying your life in europe you forgot about us so they also kind of create this wall in between you somehow because you chose another life and you know from their perspective is seen as glorious fun life but of course they haven't experienced the down parts that we are talking about so then there is this difficulty in building this relationship and what you are saying so you basically take them out of their bubble and kind of try to bring your bubbles closer together or to have this little kind of bring your perspectives closer, or give them a different view let them experience your life so that they can understand how you feel and what you're going through absolutely
1: so that definitely helps me with that um fomo and potential guilt and i don't know maybe you guys have a different uh, experience or different ways to deal with it um so definitely let us know and did this period actually last long for you or did you manage to overcome it quite fast it didn't last long. Uh, it was more at the beginning, in the first two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if that says anything. I feel like I'm a late bloomer <laughs>
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you still got through that. <laughs> I'm like I'm six years in almost, and I'm. F- I feel like I'm kind of
1: still there, or at least going back and forth to this stage. I feel like it's a constant <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah, and it is. The waves like come and go. Now it's great, but then these kind of emotions might come back at any point so just understanding how to deal with them and how to make peace in your mind because there's a lot of cognitive dissonance in the sense that you understand okay where I live I have xyz benefits but then at the same time I feel like I don't belong here but then at the same time I also don't belong there right so there is a mental friction and it's normal and solving that equation it's not uh, straightforward. And for me, that came actually with acceptance. I reached to a let's say, peace of mind in this topic when I accepted that I can be here for half a year more, for one year more. I might have an opportunity to live, su- to move abroad in like two years. I don't know. And I think by accepting the fact that I am here for unknown time and that's okay, But I don't have to have that clarity of like what is going to be the next step. Let me just be present, experience what I can experience here in this place for as long as I can and make the most out of it. It's the same with experiencing cold water. For instance, I, I like cold baths and cold showers. And what I realized is when I enter into a really cold bath, I don't know, five degrees. I get inside and it's freezing. And at the moment, I'm accepting the cold. I'm actually enjoying it. And I'm actually relaxing myself. And I can stay for like two, three minutes until my fingers become numb. (laughs) But that's a different story. So by accepting, okay, I am here. It was my choice. I can go whenever I want if I decide to then why I'm not enjoying it? Let me just go with the flow, experience it fully, because then I will get used to that cold or like to that different environment. And I think that's kind of the the nut I I managed to crack. You're you're such a good (laughs) nut (laughs) crack. If you have nuts, bring it to me. I'll crack them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but she'll also eat your nuts. So (laughs) don't bring her the nuts. (laughs) Um. I think maybe what makes it hard for some people to go through this stage, because you had a very rational thinking around it, I feel like. But I think many people, including me, they start romanticizing their own country again. And you said you probably came here for a reason. Yes. But then you start doubting that reason because you're like oh but you know it was so nice this this and that in my home country and then when i go back home i enjoy it so much or blah 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 but first of all you go home for holidays because so it's kind of kind of a honeymoon phase every time you go back second you always forget that as you also mentioned you grew so much you changed so much especially people who leave home when they're like 17 or 20 In your twenties, you in general develop, your brain is still developing. So you are a completely different person. So even if you're gonna go back home, it's it's just not gonna be the same because you are not the same. So I think this idea of my home is better, what am I doing here? You always stop thinking about all the bad experiences that you had and you just think about the good ones Sa- same as you break up and you just think oh but maybe we should go back together because it's like it was we had so much fun you tend to forget exactly so why th- you
1: left in the first place indeed I exactly think, yeah. so just
0: make yourself a list of all the reasons why you left <laughs>
1: exactly why you left and also why you want to leave here or leave or leave <laughs> both of them right because you can't put them in balance i think home is where you are (laughs) and you can make anywhere home uh, and you can create your bubble if you want to wherever you are there's no guarantee that if you move to somewhere else you will find that peace of mind that bliss and fulfillment and I think yeah just create it where you are I think that's the starting point for me
0: yes yes
1: I read something in a book and I want to ask you because I'm curious if you were alone on this earth what would you care about or would you still care about identifying yourself with a the culture
0: there would be no culture if I'm alone on this <laughs> <laughs> planet it would I be mean, culture olga <laughs> i can create my own culture i'm gonna be my own cake <laughs> <geek. laughs> I mean, of course, it's it's very different because then you don't have anything to identify yourself with. You can identify yourself with a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's better because it gives you oxygen. <sighs> but, you know, I, I think in general, people created their own problems. And all development is, of course, great. But then you come to this crises of all kinds so maybe it's even best like that if you're alone on that planet and just enjoy the beauty around and yeah that's it.
1: this is the thing anything else becomes so trivial i thought to bring this question up into this episode because we identify ourselves and we make ourselves worry about things and I'm not denying it. You might have valid points and I went through it and it's just our nature to to suffer. <laughs> to, yeah, to <laughs> suffer. But when you go through that, maybe it's good to ask yourself or you imagine do like a visualizing exercise. You're just alone on this planet. What would you care about? Would you care about the things that you are caring about right now and and suffering from right and struggling with (laughs) Uh, maybe yes maybe no so just yeah I'm gonna leave it there for you to try it out yes
0: you just added up to my crisis
1: (laughs) (laughs) as we said okay one route is with acceptance but if Anyone who is listening to this episode, I mean, they try to accept it. They cannot, okay? It's just, it's not working. It's hard for them. What would be your recommendation? I think in every
0: country, you can find a community of people who are coming from your home country. Or, I mean, it can be just, you know, some kind of events. It can be religious things. So I think you can always find that piece of home in those kind of organizations. So, for example, in the Netherlands, there is a very big Russian speaking community and they um, often have events together, get together, so they all know each other, uh, they all support each other. So then it kind of feels like home because, you know, they open a bakery with the things that you used to like as a kid. They do picnics where everybody cooks the food that you know y- you know since a child and you really like and you just enjoy it
1: or you play games that you used to as a child exactly
0: yeah. so kind of it brings you home a little bit because those are the people who all miss home who all liked more or less similar things and especially you know if you're coming from uh, a country with a very strong culture because I mean I I do think that in some countries you know those kind of traditions are hold stronger mm-hmm. than in the others. Mm-hmm. So especially in those countries where it's still very strong, maybe then the all detachment
1: the detachment is even harder. The
0: detachment is even harder and people are going through the same thing. So they just get together, enjoy their lives. And I have been a couple of times to those get togethers. You know, the reason why I stopped going there, I just felt like I don't really need it. Mm. But for some people who need it, yeah, I maybe. think it's it's a great place to be. And it can happen that, of course, maybe... Where you live, it's not the case. But you can always start it. You can yeah. be the first one. It's not that you are the only person from Moldova who came to the Netherlands, or for sure. Something.
1: And especially as a newcomer to a country where you know you still haven't established uh, certain friendships and and um, found people that you relate with and you vibe with. Then I can imagine that could be a way for you to go smoother from these stages. But just be careful. I don't want you to get stuck there and feel like, you know, <laughs> you still are in the same loop because I think it's also a strategy for these kind of groups to it's like,
0: like coping mechanism. Yeah,
1: exactly. Coping mechanisms to leverage this FOMO or like homesickness to their benefits. But yeah, just that's just my view. Um, but of course, you do what fits more for your situation. Anything
0: else? I think what always helps with integration is learning the language. Because even if you're not gonna, you know, even if you're not gonna have friends in that country, you still can always understand people better. You can understand better their perspective, why they behave a certain way, why they do certain things if you know the language. Because then you can listen around, hear the gossip... <laughs> Because I feel like if you don't know the language... And okay, Netherlands maybe is a special case because so many people speak English. But yeah, for example... It's very international. Exactly, yeah. but at, w-
1: at least bubble Amsterdam. Exactly.
0: But o- also in other places. I had very few situations in the Netherlands where I couldn't get out with my English, which makes me also maybe ignorant of the local culture, which is not nice. But for example, when I was in Italy, that wasn't the case, right? You needed to tell and if you wanted to to get around to to, to get like yourself a table in the restaurant or something like that and i think that really helped because Mm. then you can enjoy it more you can have little jokes with the locals and even even if they're not your friends you kind of feel that you're part of
1: that society as well exactly i do see language indeed as a good tool to kind of grasp a different culture you don't have to like fully become that you cannot you cannot
0: but it's more for the purpose of understanding it better rather than being isolated Mm -hmm. because you know of course you can create your own bubble you can bring your own you know international friends into your bubble you can try to leverage those um, get-togethers that I said from your home country but still if you're constantly isolating yourself from the country I feel like you're going to be one step in the country, one step in your bubble. I'm not saying one step in your home country, but Mm. one step in the bubble. And I just feel like you do need to build those little connections. I'm not saying fully 100%, but those little bridges to the country where you're living in. Because otherwise, you're going to constantly struggle. You could never understand the people you're surrounded by. And no matter how international is the country where you live in, still the majority of the people are basically the citizens of that country so who have a certain way of life and if you cannot understand this life at all you cannot build those points where you relate to that Mm -hmm. country where you want to stay where you can enjoy it and just go through this journey
1: you don't have to even relate you understand because you were curious enough to build that understanding i guess that was it Apologies, by the way, for the background noise, if you heard it, because it's Pride Weekend in Amsterdam. Yeah, it's a whole party, the whole city, and um, (laughs) there was no place in the house where it's good enough isolation. So if you heard it, just feel part of the Pride Weekend. (laughs) And if you have any dilemmas, then you want us to discuss it on the podcast, drop us a DM and perhaps you're going to be featured in our next episode. Who knows?